0: Congratulations. Congratulations!
1: You're listening to Congratulations Pine Tree, the Bay's number one arts and culture
0: podcast with me, Kate Rhodes. And me, Maysoon Wazwaz.
1: Maysoon, I just have a few quick notes for the listeners because Ooh. we went through this. Nobody knows about this, but we went through a mercury retrograde um Oh, I know about it.
0: I cried multiple times that fucking week. <laughs> Remember?
1: remember (laughs) yeah okay but mason i mean with the pot oh sorry (laughs) with the podcast (laughs) with technical issues with the podcast because we nobody gives a shit about this but we Nobody we, put even out our RSS. we put our RSS feed out with this Google service called FeedBurner, and they fucking disintegrated. Oh, fuck It, that. like, exploded. Oh. And so I moved the podcast over to this other service called ACAST. Okay. And so hopefully everything should be uninterrupted, unless you get the email updates when we put the podcast up. I don't know if you're fucking here in this episode, if that's how you're accessing the podcast. <laughs> but you may no longer longer get the email updates i'm not sure about that but everything else if you're listening on itunes fucking apple Podcasts, or stitcher or google play or spotify or whatever everything should be okay now okay Um, if not you're not hearing
0: this so good (laughs) luck (laughs) feel free to email us and ask us what's going on and why we have stopped recording
1: right but then may soon they're not gonna know
0: i know but maybe they'll be like wonder why i haven't heard from kate and soon lately i better get in touch with one of them and see how if everything's okay no one's gonna do that
1: okay well let's send our psychic energy out to those people Uh... oh did you do
0: it that was cute yeah okay (laughs) okay i loved it i loved it
1: Okay, but the website and everything is still up, and I guess I'll just also post the podcast there, even though it's not actually doing anything anymore.
0: So you can't like usually you used to be able to click on the link and then listen to it directly for the through the website, and you can't do yeah. That but anymore. now
1: I'll put a link on our website to the ACast thing because on ACast is actually way more high tech than oh than we had. That's, like better where quality. they just have every episode. You can just play it right oh. there. It doesn't like link you to an MP3. Okay, but um not really better quality but just like and now we can post the uh, uh, just a playable little widget on twitter and people can listen there oh that's too. cute
0: oh that's really cute yeah so we could put so like it's our very cute. turkey competition yeah. on on twitter if we wanted like a little like clip of exactly it. Mm-hmm.
1: exactly um good luck to us and good luck to the listener good okay the mason listeners. you are now uh deeply ensconced in the san francisco drag community <laughs>
0: I don't know if I would say deeply ensconced, but I have spent the last three months with San Francisco legend, uh, legendary drag queen Juanita Moore. Yeah. Do you
1: want to say a little bit about how this has transformed your life and how you now are thinking of becoming a
0: drag performer yourself? (laughs) I don't want to be a drag performer, but there's something I mean, it's been amazing. So Juanita comes to has been coming to the gallery, not in drag you know, uh, for for weeks and months now during install and during all of our meetings. And, you know, when she comes in with drag, it's just amazing how the the persona is completely different. You know, you're like, all of a sudden, I'm like intimidated (laughs) by this person who I've been having like normal conversations with, you know, like just regular gallery install planning conversations with for weeks and months, you know, and it's mm-hmm. so funny because I was like, "Man, Juanita, you came in the other day, like all dressed up, you know, all just like your full face on everything." And I was just like, "Who is this?" And I was kind of oh, intimidated. My. And she laughed. She's oh, like, my. "Yeah, I mean, she she's aware of that. She knows that 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 is a thing." And oh, of course, you know, I I actually think it'd be fun to maybe we should think talk about interviewing her for the show. Actually, I think she'd be interested. oh sure. Um, we could get get. Can you imagine uh, if we start interviewing people again? <laughs> I know someday we'll start. So I'm just sort of fa- I'm just like in love with her, and just a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the people that she's brought through to help with the show, like Mr. David Glamamore, who is you know her, one of her closest friends and the person who designed all who has designed and is designing all of her dresses still, and the person who first put her in drag back in the early 90s. And wow, yeah, and then like their younger like their younger sort of um, I don't know if they're their, if you'd call them their kids, but they're sort of younger crew. Mm-hmm who are also like, you know, budding drag queens. And I don't know, it's been so much fun. But it's it's also just I was just telling explaining to Kate, you know, like seeing one person who's been coming to the gallery with just like their regular daily clothes on to help with the dresses. They came to the opening reception last night in like full drag. And I literally didn't know it was her until like the end what? of the night. And <laughs> she was there with like four other people just like posing in these like, you know, glorious poses. And she was like, may soon I was like, hi, who are you? <laughs> you had no fucking clue. And she's like, That's it's Mary. Amazing. And I was like, no. Wow. Oh, my God. And I went up to her and, like, gave her a hug and looked. And I was, like, finally through, like, all the eyeliner and all the thick fake eyelash, I could see her eyes. And I was like, oh, it is you, Mary. Now I can actually see a little little portion of you still, you know. Yes, so, I mean that makes the things they me. can do. Yeah,
1: the things they can do—it's like a trompe l'oeil kind yeah. of thing. It's really wild. Where they're doing geometrical <laughs> abstractions.
0: Yeah, I feel like Juanita—it's incredible. You know, maybe I don't know if it's like I'm sure drag queens go through different phases as they kind of like age or as they go. You know, uh, Juanita's been a drag queen for thirty years. Like I'm sure she's gone through many phases of like what she wants to look like in her pers- yeah. in her drag drag outfits. But yeah. I feel like Juanita has like a more subtle makeup style where she's not doing all okay. the major contouring. It's so you, contouring, the contouring, I think, thing. is what really yes. really changes the face, where you almost can't—it looks like a different face completely in some ways. Yes, yes. Juanita's mostly doing like eye makeup and some lipstick, like that sort of exaggerated lip lip line, you know. But you she doesn't really, exaggerate the lips. She doesn't really do the contouring, so you can really kind of still see like the core. Juanita in there, you know? (laughs) So that's been interesting. Like just even trying to figure out like who's who. I'm like, I don't even know how to do this. It's so funny. Anyhow, I really want to go to lots of drag performances. Yeah. So listeners, if you also want to go to drag performances or are a drag queen and want to go with want want to take me to drag performances, please get in touch. (laughs) But only if you're cool. Well, who's to say anyone's cool? What do you mean? Who's not who's listening that's not cool? Come on now. I
1: actually recently found out how to be cool.
0: Oh, tell me more. Really? Come on. Are we really talking about this at this point in our life? Isn't that more like a 20-something-year-old yeah. conversation?
1: No, this is a forever. This is forever. This is throughout your life. <laughs> I hate it. Um, but the thing with it is, soon the only way to be cool is to be really comfortable with yourself. Mm. I and hear be that. be really true. To, yeah. And be really true to who you really are. hmm okay but Aww. now don't you think so let's nice. get to the midwesterner okay but don't you think as someone from the midwest yeah. that if you're going to be true to yourself that means being deeply uncomfortable with who you are <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't know if that's a midwestern thing you think it's a midwestern i think thing? it's a kind of uh i think it is for me anyway but yeah. you're from a big city I'm pretty, and i'm yeah, from the fucking
1: cowpoke town <laughs> I feel like I've gotten more no. uncomfortable
0: with myself as I've gotten older, which sort of sucks. I'm working on that.
1: Yeah, we got to see okay, good. Okay. You know? We're we're going to get through this
0: Midwestern identity Bullshit. issues. I think that's also maybe why drag is interesting to me or I mean drag is interesting for so many reasons, but I'm just sort of like Uh, there's something about like wearing your inside on your outside. Does that make any sense? Like Oh, you,
1: wow, I love that. You
0: have all this like energy and passion and things that you love and want to do, but you you it's inside it's like inside your body and in the regular world you feel like you have to like resist or hold back a little bit and i feel like drag allows you to sort of like really just like unfold those layers and just be full out with all of that and i think that's something that's so yeah. beautiful about it yeah i love that yeah I love it too. And as I was talking to someone, I was like, I just want like, I want a little bit of that out. I don't know. I'm not going, I'm not going to be a drag queen. That's not something I'm working on. But like, I just love that. Like, I feel like I need to like unfold some of my insides a little bit. And I feel like a drag queen could really help me with that. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of where I'm yes.
1: at. Yes. And embroidery.
0: <laughs> and embroidery. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I yeah. love it.
0: I love it, Maysoon.
1: This is Yay. fantastic.
0: It's cute. I know. It's really cute. And it's speaking of real. Oh yeah, also such like just with the opening, it was such just like a lovely scene, like a lovely group of people. Everyone is like, everyone just had this look of like joy. You know, people just looked like really happy to be there and just happy to like see Juanita get all this recognition. She's done such great work in the community. Like outside of being a drag queen, she's also just you know in her role has done so much advocacy work, so much fundraising political camp political campaigning like she's just she's really just an all-around like incredible person and this show was sort of like really helping to recognize her like multifacets you know like her just all the things that she's been able to contribute to San Francisco and I, I think everyone was just sort of it. people who were there were just like yes yeah, she totally deserves this this is incredible she's one of our you know she's one of our icons and um we love her and it just it really had that vibe but it was just like so warm and fuzzy it was really sweet kind of like the opposite of what you usually feel at an opening you know Yes, i wouldn't say art (laughs) openings have like a warm and fuzzy vibe typically
1: i could not agree more (laughs) um okay well i also had a funny san francisco experience okay last wednesday i went and saw i saw
0: the space lady Do you know? Tell me more. No, but I live very close to El Rio, so if this is something I need to go check out, I'm heading over now.
1: Oh my gosh! Well, she—I think it was just a one-night thing, but she uh, she was a street performer back in like the '70s in San Francisco. Oh wow! Okay, cool. She used to play the accordion, and then she moved over to like a Casio keyboard with like some different guitar effects pedals. Whoa! Okay, and she just like music. You don't I like love sound. music. You don't like I just sound. don't like freako ass fucking. I'm trapped inside a pinball machine. Fucking. <laughs> okay, okay, got it. Like freako shit.
0: Freako shit. Uh
1: oh, damn. <laughs> You know, I want to be able. I don't have rhythm, but I want to be able to maybe tap
0: my foot. I see. I see. You need a little you bit. Know of... What you I'm need saying? some structure. You just don't want it to be like out there in the in the cosmos or in the ether where you're like, I well, don't. Well, the cosmos
1: is what I'm all about, though, because Space Lady is all about the cosmos. Okay, tell and us so more. So she she plays like she does a lot of cover songs, but she has um, this one song. She, that's one of her really big hits called um, called Synthesize Me. Oh, and I'll play nice. a little bit of
0: it right oh, now. Good. Your heart beats like a drum
1: It hammers when you go on to terms with you and me are love. Settles
0: free. Synthesize me. Hypnotize me.
1: performing that she uh, that her husband wrote that song and he's passed away and it was a very touching moment actually mm-hmm. the entire time was super touching mm-hmm. because you know she talked about being in san francisco in the 60s and 70s and you know she's a like definitely like a psychedelic kind of hippie vibe to yeah. her and it just felt like touching a kind of hopefulness. Oh that, you know what I mean? Yes. That I don't know that we can really access anymore in like a really uncynical way.
0: Oh yeah.
1: You know what I yeah. mean? And like she yeah. talked about like the the war and her husband being a conscientious objector and all this stuff and you know I don't wow. know. There yeah e- even though I feel like you know obviously we can have a whole conversation about the San Francisco's legacy with the hippies and Hey Dashberry and all that stuff. And we can definitely have a critical eye on that, but Mm -hmm. I feel like this was just a purely joyous, amazing thing to to be able to go Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. and just like tap into that. And the audience was like really cool. Nobody was a total asshole except there was one drunk guy in front of us videotaping the whole time. And that was kind of annoying. (laughs) Um, but it was really cute. And Chris Sollers was there. Oh, cute. Yeah, And he was standing next to me for eternity, and I didn't realize it was him because we had masks on.
0: Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. And then we said hi, and it was really cute. This but is, anyhow,
1: so the space... Yeah, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, the way you're describing your experience or her performance was reminding me of that one performance. Remember when you did that performance at, the, at Recology? Oh, yeah. And then there was that guy who performed after you who did, like that weird like song and like video performance at the end oh yeah jeremy rourke yeah and i kind of had that same kind of like it had like this old san francisco very free-spirited like open-hearted lo- like awesome just experimental fun art vibe and i was just like just yeah. so there for it There was very unpretentious you know there's like I don't know. It just had such a good feeling to it. I was like, oh, wow, you just can't, you can't help but kind of love this in some ways just because of the energy exactly. he was bringing to it. Because,
1: yeah, because the performance is so uncynical. Yes. Yeah. It's just purely like earnest and, but still weird and freaky
0: and yeah, fun. Which is the best. I And I don't feel like I see enough of that. I don't want to say that there's not enough that going, of that going on in San Francisco because there probably is. Where I just don't have my finger on that yet exactly yeah Yeah. i feel the same way yeah
1: um but another thing i love about the space lady is she wears this helmet when she performs (laughs) have you seen her before was this your first time seeing her no this is the first time i think she just she was on tour and obviously the pandemic like put a big um you know stop on that yeah but yeah i don't know she doesn't
0: live out here anymore
1: i don't think so okay cool But she wears this helmet that is like a Viking-style helmet, but with wings on the side. Oh, yeah. Kind of like mercury. Mercury.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Mercury and retrograde. Ooh. But
1: there's a red light on the top of it. Mm -hmm. like this circular red light that blinks the
0: whole time (laughs) yeah she just sounds like an awesome freak i love it she's
1: awesome and so they were they had a merch table and they were selling hats and i got a baseball cap that has her helmet on it oh
0: good it's so fucking cool so that's
1: the hot moment of the...
0: Can you tell us more about the, the performance? Season?
1: Yeah, she just got up there. It was funny because there were a couple of the little, pretty much of what you're talking about, the more experimental kind of like synth kind of people. Yeah. Including this one musician. I think his name was Ben, but I could be wrong on it. Yeah, who would play <laughs> like synthesizers and all this like digital shit, but then also had a drum kit, mm-hmm. like a real drum kit, and then would also play drums with this like you know, um, you know, synth kind of stuff. Cool. I feel I don't have an incredible, um, range of knowledge about anything. That's okay. This is what we're here but to, he we're definitely definitely here to learn. Like, he definitely had a looping thing, and he definitely had a drum, like, an electronic drum pad, but it wasn't really playing, like, drum sounds. It was doing weirdo shit. Yeah. Um, but that was definitely less of the kind of stuff you can just tap your foot along
0: to. hmm That's <laughs> But cute. anyhow,
1: then she... Yeah, but then she came out at when the space lady came out, everyone was fucking on it. Oh wow. And it was yeah, and and she came out through the crowd and got up there and she was like pretty nervous. Mm-hmm. She was kind of like talking to herself to calm down.
0: Oh no, that's like perfect for it you was, also. It was, it was so just to cute. be like I oh it's not it. just me constantly freaking out in these moments. It's exactly. So yeah. Exactly. She was
1: so great. And uh, you know, every song she would have like a little um oh she'd like talk a little bit she talked about her setup she's had the same not the actual same individual keyboard but the same like uh model of keyboard Mm -hmm. since the since she started oh wow yeah you know yeah so it's just this funny old Casio keyboard, and then also a little micro Casio keyboard that's like also a calculator. And then Wait, I think what? just like yeah, yeah, because Casio made this weird keyboard where you hit the keys and they're also numbers in a
0: little like what? digital screen. Oh, how big? Can we just yeah, give yeah. me a quick sense of the size of this thing? That's kind of incredible. I would weird. say
1: probably maybe like a foot and a half long, by like six inches. So pretty small. High, like tiny, tiny. Wow, but it's but bigger then, than a calculator. Interesting. What a weird oh for thing. sure yeah and but then her regular keyboard
0: is like you know wait wait wait, wait sorry does it also function as a calculator or does it just yes. shoot out numbers wow so it could be like yes. a desktop she, keyboard calculator yeah you could use it as a real calculator oh my but god i need to get one not, of
1: those sorry. yeah i have one actually what damn yeah i got one at like um i found it at like a yard sale okay but um sorry. back on track back on track. oh no it's cool they're fucking awesome And then, um, and then just a couple guitar pedals, but man, she can get some really fucking rocking sound out of this very limited setup.
0: Wow! And so,
1: yeah, and so she played. I had too much to dream last night by the electric. Prunes. Okay. She played "Synthesize Me," which is um, one of her big the song hits. Her
0: husband <laughs> wrote for her.
1: Yes. Uh huh. Uh huh. And it's so fucking good. Um, she also did a really awesome version of "Ghost Riders in the Sky." Oh, okay. That yeah. was so fucking good. Cause she's from. She actually is from. Like, grew up in rural Colorado. mm Hmm. So she has this connection to like freaky cowboy shit. But man, she does it because her sound is so ethereal and kind of weird with like a lot of reverb and... Very anti anxiety music.
0: I think everybody. I want to go see her. If you suffer from anxiety. (laughs) She's
1: fucking rad as fuck. So if you suffer from anxiety, you should just start listening to this music. You need to get into all this kind of music, and it's actually going to really be a kind of homeopathic medicine for anyone with any kind of mental problem. (laughs) Most of us. (laughs) And oh, and V. Vale was there. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Remember Vale? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Remember how we were in a show together? <laughs> Tiny bubbles. Yes. Do you want to say anything? Do you have hot gossip about that?
0: Well, I haven't seen Stephen Wolf in forever. This was a show curated by Stephen Wolf. Do you think
1: he was mad at me?
0: Of a former Stephen Wolf gallery. Was he mad at me? Um, at the Arts Commission, which included Kate Rhodes, who did a podcast called Precious Flamingos. I worked my dick off on that. Kate worked her dick off on that, and it was so fantastic. And then V Vale was in it, or what? And V Vale. So
1: he was then. I'm taking this as a
0: yes. (laughs) No. What are they all mad at me? (laughs) No. How many people
1: were mad at me total?
0: Everyone's always mad at you. I knew it. See, you should just stay home. It's oh been decided. Gosh.
1: Kate's staying home now. Oh, my God. No okay, Mason, I saw one other thing. Can I tell you about it? Oh, yeah, great. Okay, well, Katie and I have date nights.
0: I know. I think that's so cute. <laughs> okay, so. Didn't on I a see date you on date night, night? Oh, yeah, I did.
1: You saw us on date day on Sunday at the Premier Junior opening for Margaret Tedesco's billboard up there. Yeah. I did see you there. Um, that was so I, fun. This isn't what I was going to talk about. But oh, okay. That everybody go check out the billboard over there on Irving Street by Fireside Bar. Is it Fireside Bar? I have no idea. I just stood on the corner the whole time. Perfect. I it's think also it's Irving by and seven. Pizza. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and check out that billboard. I think that's one of the best ones that have been up there.
0: It's really. It's a great one. I I, I love it as well. It was just funny. At one point, I was like. I'm gonna put my glasses on and I put my glasses on. I was like, oh my god, I can see it so much clearer. And everyone's just sort of <laughs> like, Yeah, no dummy. <laughs> it's like one oh of those like god. total like space cadet moments. Because I was I could see it, but I just like when I put glasses on, I could actually see the woman's like face better and her hair and like I could just see everything more more clearly.
1: Yeah, so if you so wear the glasses, is- put your
0: glasses on because it's a small billboard and it's far it's like high up so it's not like something you can walk straight up to. Go ahead. Yeah the image is um, it, it's a person with their
1: head and hands on a table. They have their head laid down on a table and their hands are out kind of outstretched a little kind bit. Kind of like a goal and post then,
0: sort of like a goal post position almost right?
1: Yeah of their hands yeah but mm-hmm. lay, laid down flat on the table and then there are these orange balls and it's almost like they're juggling but on on a flat, yeah, on a flat surface of this table, and it's called another way of juggling, yeah. After Paul Nougé, so I think it's a found photograph, and then she went in and altered it.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah,
1: and it's—I think it's a great for this venue. It's perfect.
0: It's really—it's a really good photo.
1: Um, according to the their like uh, PR stuff or whatever, according to. To mm-hmm. Premier Junior's like stuff about this um, installation or whatever you call it.
0: Yeah, the press release. Uh, mm-hmm. Margaret
1: says, yeah, Margaret says this image has been with her for decades. It conjures the unconscious allowing a means to unlock the imagination to move towards choice. Wow. Another way. Jesus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, I loved it. That was phenomenal. Okay, but wait, here's the other thing I was going to tell you about. Okay, tell me. Okay, so Katie on her date night surprised me with
0: fucking tickets to see a play. Whoa, good move, Katie. Damn. Honest a fucking God. I need to do date night with Jimbo. That way I can we can do things like that
1: for each other. How cute is that? It's so cute. And so we went and saw this play called Man of God. Oh, wow. Okay.
0: <laughs> Very intimidating <That's> at, title.
1: <laughs> I know, right? At Shotgun Players over there in Berkeley. Mm-hmm. And I had been to this uh, theater before. And actually, we had we had gotten season tickets to go there. Oh, wow. Cool. Okay.
0: Guess what year? June 8, 2020.
1: That's correct. <laughs> so we did not see a
0: single <laughs> a show. single play.
1: Well, I hope not. <laughs> um, even though they did do a bunch of stuff online. But we were like, nah, that's not really what we were looking for. Yeah. But anyhow, thank God they survived everything. And so this play
0: was pretty wild it's um it's supposedly you, it's inspired by before yeah. can you tell me a little bit about shotgun players they have a specific kind of like uh not theory but a specific sort of mo with how they produce theater don't they don't they have a specific kind yeah of, what's their deal i don't know i was gonna ask you since you got season tickets oh, okay. at one point do you know
1: <laughs> yeah shotgun players was founded in 1992 by this guy patrick dooley okay um at that point there were 10 actors and they had a bucket of black paint okay (laughs) great they got okay so now they're at this ashby stage in berkeley where they've been there since 2004 Um, they performed before that in 44 different spaces Hmm. um
0: jesus sounds tiring
1: yeah and basically there's this theater there on Ashby and, you know, they put on all kinds of freaky ass shows. I saw kind of a reimagining of Antigone oh. that they did a few years ago that had Kevin Clark mm. played Creon and he was fucking rad as fuck. Phonique was in it. Oh, really? Cool. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Um, so i don't know the tickets aren't super expensive and sometimes they have pay what you can performances and okay. um yeah like if you're under if you're 25 or under tickets are only seven dollars um you know and they just have these weird wild shows mm-hmm. wait and
0: I... uh, it's a very small theater okay so they mostly doing yeah. like new works or they kind of well i guess you said antigone that's certainly not new
1: yeah but this was like a reimagining by this artist and i think the artist like did all these like little illustrations as part of the Mm. (laughs) whatever their reimagining was Mm -hmm. and so it was a definitely updated version of that interesting um and then this play i think is like i don't know when it was written but it's like really written recently yeah um but anyhow, it was super weird, and supposedly it was inspired by a real-life incident, but then when I looked into that more, it turned out the playwright had just, like, heard from somebody.
0: Oh, really? It just was like an interpretation <laughs> of some, happened. like, hearsay situation? Yeah, of somebody <laughs> being like, uh, one time
1: this happened to me, and they were like, okay, I'm gonna go write a whole play about that oh, one Oh, I kind sentence. of love that. I sort of love that. Yeah. Yeah, so their description is inspired by a real-life incident at a Christian mission in Southeast Asia. So the oh, play takes weird. place in Bangkok.
0: Okay, yeah. interesting.
1: This, Yeah, this play delves into the lives of four young women faced with a choice, a funny feminist thriller about that moment when girls realize the male gaze has been watching all along and decide they are definitely going to do something about it. Oh, damn. So it was kind of, a, it. basically the story is there's these four, <laughs> there's these four, like, high school girls that are there, like, as part of their, like, Korean Christian church youth group. Okay. <laughs> and they're... They find a fucking like spy cam has been installed in their hotel bathroom. Ew. Okay, they're there on a mission trip, and they realize that it was from their pat their youth pastor.
0: Ew, the fuck. Yes,
1: and so yeah, and so the play goes through. Th- the whole thing takes place in their hotel room. It's all in one. It's like ninety minutes long with no intermission. Mm-hmm and basically you he, you're kind of seeing them argue about what to do about this right and through that <laughs> argument you kind of are unpacking this whole thing about all the different ways that that men look at young girls basically mm-hmm. or teen girls or mm-hmm. women and um and it's like very feminist but it's also very funny cuz one of the girls you know there's like two of the girls are really like prim and proper like love the pastor love the church and two of the other girls are like <laughs> just trying to find alcohol
0: <laughs> oh it's like dairy girls partially
1: <laughs> exactly and it's a really it's a really good like that but then there's some very like i definitely welled up at parts because oh. you know they're talking about their trauma and all this stuff and yeah but anyhow the really wild part is each of them go into kind of almost a dream sequence where they're thinking about the revenge that they're—it's kind of like the movie Nine to Five, where oh, they're uh-huh. thinking about the revenge they want to get on the youth pastor. Yeah, and it includes like a hardcore kung fu sword fight. Oh goddamn! Yes, there's sword <laughs> fights. There's like a freaky Godfather kind of thing. There's a part where they're harvesting the guy's organs. Whoa!
0: Jesus Christ, ladies. Yeah, like, we're really—I mean. On.
1: And, like, it's a small theater, and every time I go there, I'm like, god damn, you know, they're doing so much in this place that you just don't think it, you're, I don't know, I feel like it's unexpected how incredible the production quality is. Yeah. You know, and I mean, again, this is just, like, with the music stuff, like, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And it's really easy to impress me with probably not a lot if you're, like, really familiar with theater and stuff. But I don't give a fuck. I'm a country bumpkin, and this shit is mesmerizing yeah, me. that's
0: great. <laughs> Sorry, can I quickly jump in and say your description of, like, how they're, like, th- like imagining their revenge, which just reminded me of the painting by Artemisia Gentileschi of Judith slaying Holofernes. Exactly. That, like, super exactly. glory 100. where there's, like, the two women, like, getting getting it taking it's care just of business. like that yeah amazing
1: yes and there's even a moment when they're harvesting his organs where he's kind of in repose like that and yeah. she's kind of like holding on to his head and shit oh my fuck God. yeah dude 100 <laughs> percent. it was a big revenge fantasy amazing thing. yeah it was really fun i love i loved it i thought it was great i give the whole experience a 10 out of 10 yeah and i give the space lady an absolute 10 out of 10 and we both give phenomenal
0: premier Junior, yeah, and a more 10.
1: Go check that out. And how? When does that close? Do you know? November twelfth. I do know. Yes.
0: um I am going to go try to see Libby Black's show at Five Hundred Cap Street today. And I God, recommend yeah, it's closing everyone soon. get out there. That closes October eighth. Oh, so yeah, not this weekend, but next weekend is its last weekend. So make sure to get out there. Saturdays are, I think, open. How you know? Open. You don't have to make a reservation. Um, and I've heard really great things about it. I talked to Libby briefly at um, Margaret's opening at Premier Junior, and you know, Libby, she's just an awesome person and artist. And I, I feel like I just want to go see more of her work. I'm
1: and excited. she's from Toledo,
0: Ohio. Oh, no way. Yes.
1: Oh, uh, we got to interview and her, don't like, we?
0: I think we need to at least interview yeah. all the Ohioans that we in the art world. Yes. So you think yes. that should be at least like one part yeah, of our goal? There's not a ton. Another show that's closing soon is Dew Drops in the Garden over at Soex, curated by A. Preston Mint. That closes October 7th. So
1: oh my also, God, get
0: out there. I'm going to try to go today we as well. There.
1: Yes, 100%. Two
0: shows I've been wanting to um, see. Um, also, a friend of the show, friend of everyone, friend, Bay Area friend, Keija Lucas, has a show opening tonight or when is this coming out?
1: Yesterday.
0: Yesterday. Has a show <laughs> opening yesterday, uh, September 17th. <laughs> at sf camera work the show will go through december 17th so it's up for a whopping what september uh, was that three months <laughs> it was up for three months long
1: ass time so you yeah. have
0: a lot of time to get there we'll give you little reminders here and there there will be an artist talk on october 22nd at, at noon so you can attend that and hear directly from the artist but yeah check that out it's taxonomy of belonging i love it
1: I know. I love it. You know. So let's go ahead and tell the people, please send us your turkey pictures. You can send them, or you can also send us your questions, comments, and concerns at tree at com. You can give us a call, 419-351-6606, or you can tweet us at Pinetree Podcast. I'm hoping that people are hearing this episode <laughs> after all the mercury retrograde nightmares
0: that we've been through. You might need to send a couple, um, like, social media updates. Well that do people see okay.
1: that? Okay, yeah. Let's put it on Instagram. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Smart. Just so that You're we so can smart. really like blast it out. Tell people, yeah. People forget. Mm-hmm. Um, May soon. Another thing I wanted to let you know is that it is spooky season now. Yeah.
0: What do you? It's what does the that mean for season. you? Do you like change out all the clothes in your closet now? Do you get like fall colored leaves mailed to you from your mom in Ohio? Your mom's not in Ohio. From your brother out in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um yes and then get like big garbage put, bags like,
1: full of leaves he
0: sends you he's like i don't know what to do with these leaves i'm gonna mail them to kate yeah in california where right. the leaves don't change yeah. colors yep See, well and perfect. then
1: actually they don't get to me because of all the uh rules around organic <laughs> matter plants and coming into california and coming into california that's right um god damn it but just the th- it's the thought that counts but you know the thing about all that may soon is that i'm really this year well for the most part i don't do anything at all but i think i'm really gonna get put my full effort into my costume oh
0: good
1: okay so everyone embrace spooky season in whatever way you wish yes but be sure to know that this is the number one time for artists and gay people and freaks and fun people
0: yeah yeah
1: <laughs> so um, we're gonna be levitating Ooh. from the bridge to the other bridge to the island in between this has been congratulations, congratulations
0: pine, pine tree. tree.